Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome in to Best on the Board, presented by BetMGM. Michael Beller here with you. It's another NBA episode on Best on the Board. Today we take a look at Tuesday night's trio of Game 2's Heat Hawks, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, and Suns. Pelicans, let's get into it. Brandon Funston here with me. Funston, what's going on? What's going on, man? Excited to talk some more NBA hoops. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. This is uh, man. I just I, I I love love the NBA playoffs. Yeah, two months long, but who who the hell cares? This is this is awesome. It's it's so exciting right from the jump. We already have some great first round matchups. We know that from the second round on, it is going to be great series after great series after great series. Really, once those eight teams are all set across the the, the second round, like anything goes. It really feels like it's going to be an anything goes situation. So it's awesome. Dan Santa Ramita also here with us. Dan, what's up? I'm excited that we're in the thick of it because we're getting we're getting to see a feel for these series and we're getting to see, you know, the evolution of some of these younger teams like Minnesota stepping up. I know we're going to talk about them yeah. and that was kind of a, a minor surprise. New Orleans, you know, no Zion and they got kind of blown out, but hey, they're in the playoffs. They got some young guys like seeing these teams take the next step. Even the Bulls kind of competing more than I would have thought in game mm. 1. So, uh yeah, some fun stuff. Yeah, we can take a look at the Bulls on uh, tomorrow's episode when we get into Wednesday's Game 2s. But uh, actually, it's a Game 3 Wednesday, too. But let's stick with these Tuesday matchups here. I don't know if there's going to be a ton of close games tonight. Well, I think there is going to be one close game, but I like a couple of favorites also. Let's start with one of the favorites that I personally like. It is Heat and Hawks. Heat minus 7.5 in this game. 217.5 is the total. Now, let me just give you a, a quick disclaimer before we jump into this. We're recording this. Monday, it is noon central time. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe the lines have changed a little bit. And we'll you know talk through things the way that that goes. But as of right now, it is heat minus 7.5, 217.5, the total on this game. Guys, I think the I think the one seats are both sweeping. And maybe let me let me let me take a immediate immediately walk that back. <laughs> I think maybe maybe Trey gets <laughs> yeah. Atlanta a game at home. But I think this is going to be a pretty easy series for Miami as we saw in the first game of this. And then you know, we'll talk about Phoenix and New Orleans uh, to wrap up this episode. Uh, but I think that one's going to go even even better for the one seed. I think that he'd take care of business here. It's just it's we saw how hard it is for Atlanta without. You know, someone else helping out Trey, someone else specifically on the inside. No Clint Capella in game one. That was an ugly one for Atlanta. No Clint Capella in game two. John Collins back, but doesn't, you know, really feel like that same John Collins that we're used to seeing. Like, I think with without that without that reliable scorer to keep uh to keep Miami honest, it's very easy for them to lock down on Trey. We saw Trey go what, one for 12 from two, didn't make a three in that game. Like this is going to be, I think a really, really tough uphill battle once again for Atlanta. I think the heat win this one going away and cover the seven and a half. Yeah. You know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm Miami at plus 400 to come out of the East. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on what, how Miami's constructed this year. And you mentioned, you know, the deficiencies of Atlanta right now. So I, I'm definitely going to take the heat to cover this one. I would not be surprised if they win this one 4-1 or, or a sweep, as you said. I will say I like the over in this one. It's hard to keep Atlanta under 100 two games in a row. It's just, you know, they don't, they're not great defensively. Um, and they like to they put up points. So I just think first game they were they were down a little bit, but uh, you know it's kind of like a feeling out the matchups, feeling out the series. First game, I, I I expect their offense will be a little bit better this time around, and I 
would say the same about Miami. I just think the the ceiling on the point total is going to be up a little bit in the mm-hmm. second game. I just can't get over that Trey Young performance. That's crazy. The the one it yeah. was an early field goal too, and he basically went the rest of the yeah. game without scoring a field goal. That that's insane to me. I I don't know what to do with that information. I think. Miami, like it's just such a weird thing. Like, do you think he bounces back? What do you like? I, his, I'm not seeing his player prop up. Player he has to bounce back. He yeah. has to bounce back, but like to, to the tune of what? I mean, he's yeah. not going one for nineteen from the floor again, right? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, how how do you bet a game where the best player on the underdog had the worst game he could ever possibly have, and and yeah. is very unlikely to do that pretty much ever again in his career. So. I don't know. It, it's a weird one. I, I I think I would probably stick towards like, yeah, like a, a Miami sweep or something and play like a future. I don't know if I want to play game two after that. It's such a weird variable to me. Yeah, it's just, I think it's that they just they, they need that interior presence, yeah. you know, like and they just they just don't have it. They don't like in, like without without Capella, they just don't have that interior presence that we're used to seeing that nice counterweight to everything they want to do in the perimeter. Cause I mean, look at the, look at like the rest of their scorers, right? The rest of their like actual score, like go to score, like Trey Gallinari, Kevin Herter. And these are all, these are perimeter guys. And Deandre Hunter is, you know, Deandre Hunter is going to knock down a couple of corner threes, uh, you know, in, in a game we would expect. And he's a guy who can really slash to the bucket, but like they need that, anchor presence and a not quite 100% John Collins just isn't cutting it. And and I think that's what we're going to be looking at once again in game two. So I think Miami just totally, you know, takes, takes a stranglehold of the series and wins this game relatively easily before sending things back to Atlanta. I like Miami seven, laying the seven and a half uh, quite a bit in this one. And as Dan referenced, we, as I said, we're, you know, we're we're recording this uh, well in advance of the Tuesday game. So no player props available to us yet, but like, I mean, what if let's say Trey? Let's say Trey gets uh, twenty-eight and a half as his points over. It's it's going to be something like that. It's going to be high twenties. Over, uh, under, or pass? Are you, are you saying that's his line? I mean, I'm saying it's going to be something like I, I, it's going to. Yeah, you know, that's basically where he gets set every game. So if it's if it's twenty-eight and a half, are we saying over, under, or pass on Trey? I'm saying I might say. It's, it's under or pass yeah, for me. It's not over. I agree. I'd probably pass because I'm always scared of him going off, but that's that's an mm-hmm. ominous start. <laughs> yes. One yes. for 19. I mean, that was like depths of the, the that when you know, he, he burst onto the national stage at Oklahoma and then they lost like nine straight games. Yeah. I feel like that was the last time we saw a shooting performance like that from Trey. One for 19. He can't be that bad again, but I just Miami can clamp down as they did in that game once I'd be staying away from that too. And I mean, this would have to get to like, this would have to get to heat minus nine before I didn't want to bet the heat. I wouldn't bet the Hawks, but it would have to be, it would have to be minus nine before I was saying, all right, I'm off the heat now. Game two on Tuesday night, Grizzlies and Timberwolves and the Grizzlies, even after getting upset at home in game one and really uh, Minnesota just running away in the fourth quarter, Grizzlies still six and a half point favorites, 241 and a half the total in this one. We're going to get used to it for this series. These are going to be high totals. Game in, game out, two great offenses, two fast-paced teams. We saw that in game one. We should expect to see that throughout. Dan, however, not buying that 241 and a half. Tell us why you like the under in this game. 
Yeah, this is basically just a blanket under. The number is just anytime the total's that high, I'm going to take the under. And in the regular season, these teams went under that twice, and the, the time it went over was an overtime game. They barely went over it in game one. I think it's a bit of an overreaction. You give me this many points, I'm going to take the under. I don't need to overthink it. I'm just going to look at the fact that you had a, a a team with a lot of emotion in the Timberwolves just jubilant about getting into, you know, through the, the play-in um, set and then they come out on the road as underdogs and they win by 13 and now you're you're going to say it's going to be a 20 point swing uh if you take that 13 plus the six and a half it's like that's just too much for me i think this is a legit good team i mean what is it about minnesota they haven't always put it all together but they have loads of talent and anthony edwards and d'angelo russell have been guys that have just really elevated their game and they're legit you know, and they got defensive guys like Jaden McDaniel that can, you know, you can put them on. They can be a little bit of a hassle for, um, you know, for other teams, better players. And, and they just Patrick Beverly. I mean, there's just a lot there that they can do with the, the crew they have constructed. So to have it be a 20 point swing the other way um, is just too much for me. Give me the T-Wolves to cover. Is it crazy to think that a team that has three guys who were top? Three picks, including two number one overall picks. Two, three guys who were top two picks in their draft. Two number one overall picks could like suddenly figure things out after playing together for a while. Like, I mean, like it's you would like to see it sort of coalesce over a longer period and like have this long buildup, but it could happen. And I think we're seeing it happen with Cat, with Anthony Edwards, with D'Angelo Russell. Like this is a like you know Memphis was great all season long. But if we're just talking about stacking talent up against one another, like Minnesota's the more purely talented basketball team. And I actually don't even think it's super close when we're looking at that. So now you take that and you talk about the run Minnesota's been on and you look at the fact what Funston just said, like we're talking about 48 hours, this is going to swing 20 points. Like I'm not saying Minnesota's going to win necessarily, but like this is suddenly going to flip like that. And like this, that, that game, you know, that game, like Minnesota came out and yeah, Minnesota was that. If if it wasn't a wire to wire victory, it was really close to a wire to wire victory for for Minnesota in that game. They were just they were the flat out better team in game one, and I don't see why they should be getting six and a half in game two. Like everything points to this being a very closely contested series, and I think that's going to just be the case regardless of where these games are played, regardless of how long the series goes, regardless of what these teams did in the regular season. This is going to be a really fun, close series, and I just don't think that either team should be giving six and a half in any game this series as it is right now. Someone gets injured, something like that changes, sure. But as it is right now, I don't see why either team should be getting or giving six and a half uh, in this series. And so I'll take the six and a half all day long at Minnesota. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I'm not picking it as aggressively as you are, but I certainly see the logic. And I think from the betting perspective, I think this is the most interesting game of these game twos because of what we saw in By game far. one and where the lines are with the high total and the, the Grizzlies being a pretty significant favorite despite getting blown away in game one. It's very interesting. Do we like, so part of my logic, I, I, a very small part of my logic, but, but I will say part of it uh, when we're talking Monday's games was Utah, you know, getting the, getting the five and a half and like, it's sort of like the odds makers doubling down on like, yes, like we're going to, Utah did what they did. Dallas made a, a run in the fourth quarter made that game close, we're bumping the spread up a point. Almost like there's like we're being invited to bet Dallas in that game. 
Is that happening here? Like, is there any concern about, like, are we being invited to bet Minnesota and we're going to see a big bounce back from, from the Grizzlies? Again, it has to yeah. be a really big bounce back. And I'm just like, you know, I, I think about Memphis, and I just don't, don't want to discount what they did in the regular season, but they're a younger team. Uh-huh. And sometimes in the regular season, you get guys that are de- that are willing to put forth effort night in and night out and not take take time off. And, like, you're well coached and – you you have a guy like Jaw that's just going for it. All he's like, you can manufacture a really good record, but then mm-hmm. you get into the into the playoffs, and do you have, you know, then it's like Cat and and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards matter. Like the fact that you know you get into this thing where everybody's bringing everything they got every night. It's a whole different story, and I think yeah. Memphis could be a little bit. In, in trouble in my mind in that respect is that I think mm-hmm. they were a really good team. Their numbers showed out, but I don't know that they're, you know, you just stack up talent for talent. I yeah. don't know that they uh, necessarily stand out as much as they did record wise. I think there's also somebody who said that this is maybe a really bad yeah. matchup for Memphis. Like Memphis is such a, a high paced offensive based team. And uh, like you talk about funds in the regular season, they're able to run teams out of the gym with that, but Minnesota's ready to run with them. And so now when you've got a team that can match that pace and just flat out has the talent advantage, like maybe that's a bad matchup. Maybe Memphis would have been better off playing a, a Clippers team. For example, they would have been better off with the Clippers winning that, that first play in game and going up against them, uh, a team that's not going to try and play that same sort of pace. And they could have, you know, run them ragged the way that they were able to do to so many opponents. That's just not going to be in the cards for them with Minnesota. I'm sort of, I'm sort of talking myself into maybe a little bit of uh, Minnesota money line plus 220 here. (laughs) I know. As we, as we get deeper and deeper into this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Suns and Pelicans, you guys. Game two. Suns won game one in pretty blah, uh, sort of boring, whatever fashion. 110 to 99. They are nine and a half point favorites in game two. 221 and a half. The total on this game. Any spread that is not Suns double digits, I am taking the Suns. Bottom yep. line. They're just they're like they're wildly better than a New Orleans Pelicans team that has some talent. Could be fun. Not a playoff team. <laughs> this is this is not this is not an and a yeah. playoff caliber team going up against the best team in the NBA. This spread should be like twelve and a half. Agreed. And I mean, look at this is a team that in the Suns it was about thirty games better than the Pels during yes. the regular season. This is the best <laughs> right. team in the league, playing at full strength. Now the Pels aren't even at full strength without Zion, and you know, and uh, I, I'm with you. They're at home, and this is. What are we doing here, right? Like, if it's not ten, I mean, this it was, I think this the season series was three to one, and and Phoenix won their three by more than double digits. And Chris and they had Paul was out up. in the loss, so yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. So, so there you go. I mean, I'm with you. If it's not in the double digits, give me the Suns, and that's what I'm doing. I'm taking the Suns. Yeah, Phoenix. This is the most boring series of all eight. I feel like, and mm-hmm. I, it's just it's just clearly Phoenix is much better. I think. I, I mean, Phoenix should sweep this series. Uh, Valanciunas yes. can't 
I mean, he's he's still a very good player, but going up against eight, and I think that's the best, most unique weapon the Pels have against. You know, he can pose matchup problems against a lot of teams, but not Phoenix. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for the Phoenix, like that Phoenix Utah series. Assuming that's what it is, that's going to be awesome. And I mean, if it's you know if it's Phoenix Dallas and Lucas back, that's yeah. going to be awesome. That's going to be a really good series too. But like. Let's just get like I want to see. I'm so ready to see Phoenix play a team that actually could threaten them. All right, after one play, like this is where like all right, this would this is obviously pie in the sky because you know TV contracts and everything. Obviously, this is not a, a real world solution. But wouldn't I would love to see NBA first round if team if one team wins three of the first four games, that's it. That we we only get a seven game. We, it's only it's a, a seven game series only gets triggered if it's two two after four. Oh, I kind of like that. If it's a, if it's three straight, it's over. If it's three one after four, it's over. But if it's two two, then wow. we go the full seven. Interesting. Interesting. Do we need to see you the can, Suns beat the Pels four times? You're just basically saying get this get this yeah. series out we, of our we way. Need the Suns it's a the Pels four, we need yeah. to see the Heat beat the Hawks four <laughs> times to like be. Oh yeah, yeah. But, Right, right. Not, the Heat are for sure better than the Hawks. They beat them four times out of six. Yeah. Now we know. Now we know for sure they're better. Like we need that. We need to see the. We need to see the Heat, the Suns, go beat the Pels by an average of eighteen points over four games to be for sure that they're the better team. I guess it's the best of seven versus best of five trade-off. Is you have to deal with another Suns Pels game, but you get uh, Celtics Nets to be potentially no no, no but I, but i'm yeah but, but in my in my solution that'll never happen that would still that would still go down yeah basically you're saying your solution is you know like phoenix you have to go out and win three games first to three or first to four for the pels like yeah, Pel- yeah pels have to win four <laughs> or before the before the suns win three yeah but i'm saying okay. if the pels could somehow make it two two then we go the full seven and so then even if phoenix would come back and win a game five in that scenario we're still going seven I'm just saying, if you if you win the first three in a first round series or three out of the first four, let's not let's not go let's not you know force ourselves to watch <laughs> something that we all know where the out where the outcome's headed. I'd say this is crazy and it'll never happen, but the playing tournament is one of the weirder things <laughs> in modern sports to me. So that one yeah. existing is is weird enough. Yeah, but that exists because you know TNT gets plenty of money. Oh, it makes Turner sense. Gets plenty of money for the playing tournament. <laughs> yeah. Turner loses money in my idea. Yeah, that's true. That the, therefore you it'll know. never yeah, happen. Never, n- it'll never happen. <laughs> yeah. Nope. That'll that will never. Maybe they can maybe they could pull back some uh, some money from like uh, Charles and, and Kenny to make up for the loss there. Probably <laughs> not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's going to do it. What is going to unfortunately happen is end this episode of Best on the Board. So we are done for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. For Funston, for Dan, I am Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.